it's Tuesday, and this is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Christy Wright, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today here on the Dave Ramsey Show. Casey is with us in Ohio. Hi, Casey. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you guys so much for taking my call. Sure. Yeah, how can we help? Uh, yeah, we are, me and my girlfriend are very new to your guys, uh, to you, Dave, um, and we have been living together for years, uh, for a year and a half. Um, and I wish we, wish we were turned on to you, uh, right sooner, but, um, we're trying to set up a budget to start, um, saving. We're on baby step number two. We both have a thousand dollars saved up, um, for an emergency fund. Um, we both have a little bit of debt that we're trying to work out. Um, and we've been together five years and budgeting has always been like a touchy subject between us. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to set up a budget and the best way to talk to her about budgeting. Will you marry me? <laughs> that that would fix it. <laughs> That'd be the first step to fixing it. If you want to talk to her, I'm, I'm messing with you, but, uh, we don't recommend that you budget together with your roommate, only your wife, because there are legal implications and, uh, other implications relational implications as well and so as long as you're going to be roommates you need to run separate finances um, I mean as if you had uh, you know a, a guy roommate from college or something right and you still got to negotiate over whose mustard that is in the refrigerator and all that crap right but you need to run separate finances and we split the rent we split the cable bill or whatever just like you would uh, with a traditional roommate but uh you know, you you, so you, you you then begin asking because if you want to join in on your goals and you do that without the benefit of marriage, you set yourself up for all kinds of problems in the event that we don't get married. Because legally, uh, you own half of this car; she owns half of this car. Uh, you die now; you own half. Of, she, now she owns half of the car with your mother because she doesn't have any rights. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Um, so would you just do 50 and 50% and both go in half until we're married then? On household um, expenses? Yeah. Yes. And run separate budgets. Okay. So when are you getting married? Um, <laughs> I was going to ask it if you didn't. <laughs> uh, I, I was waiting really, for my chance to ask. <laughs> what? The only thing that I'm struggling with is she's had some issues. Well, we both have had issues financially. Um, and she... Um, doesn't really want to share her financing financial um history with me or basically where she's at financially and it usually kind of gets us in an argument because she gets kind of ashamed about um her credit card debt and where she's at and that kind of prevents me from wanting to get married yeah. so i'm trying five to figure years out dude way to five years yeah yeah this isn't five months it's five years so, you, you, I listen, you do whatever you want to do. Like you said, you're new to us, and when you call in here, we're not trying to be mean to you or snarky with you or something. Uh, how old are you guys? Uh, we're both 26. Okay. I have a 28-year-old son, and if he called me with this question, what I would tell him is that uh, as his dad, what I would tell him, and I love him, is that I would want to see this marriage start, or this relationship 
probably sit down with someone and do some pre-marriage counseling and start to see some of these areas heal to where we can move forward in the relationship because a five-year relationship that is stagnant is not a good that's not a good omen for either one of you having a, a positive outcome 10 years from now. And so I would want to see your relationship start to heal these areas of shame that she's dealing with. She can start to open up and you got you can give her some grace in those areas to where you can see yourselves combining the mistakes of the past and the assets from the past and um, for richer, for poorer in sickness and health. And I'm trying to talk you into getting married <laughs> but uh, because I, cause I, cause that's what I would tell my own son. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the, this the sort of th- kind of thing doesn't bode well for your careers, your health. Uh, it doesn't bode well for your relationship. Statistically, the data points, and it certainly doesn't bode well for your uh, your wealth building. Yeah, there's a huge marital benefit uh, to wealth building. Yeah, I think it's interesting what he said about um, with his girlfriend and the like the shame or regret because that that seems to be like the the holdup. That's where we've got to work mm-hmm. and, and like you said, do the healing, counseling, whatever that looks like. Because if they don't fix that that lack of trust, the lack of connection there, you're never going to get married. You're never going to make progress. You're never going to share finances. We have to figure out what's going on that she doesn't feel comfortable enough to share that yeah. or or what the wound is there. And once you get that, you may just realize like, wow, that was that was the one thing holding us back. Now we can get married, combine finances, and, and reach our goals together. And having coached people with those same kinds of things inside of marriage mm-hmm. uh, over the years, I've watched a lot of people have some real good healing experiences in the relationship by just working on that yeah. and going, you know, hey, you know, when I went broke, you know, my wife, bless her heart, she thought she married Sir Galahad. Turns out it was Goober, you know, and so there's this crisis of confidence yeah. and it took a while for her to have trust yeah again when there's and, such, and, there is such shame and, around and that's money. reasonable yeah there's such shame around money even when matt and i got engaged matt had always been a, a saver still is and he had a good savings account and i came in with debt like i was wor- i was working on baby step two whenever he and i were dating so you brought a negative net worth and he bought a positive mm-hmm. net worth. Yeah. yeah but it's embarrassing too to have yeah. to reveal that to yeah. sit down i remember the first time we sat well, down and, ha- and to accept it that he's gonna now you're gonna right. combine it and what he's done positively is going to be damaged right by what you've done negatively. Right. Thankfully, I actually became debt-free the week before he proposed. He didn't know that the timing worked out that way. So I was I was on baby step two when we were dating. Okay. And then paid off my debt, the final debt, the very next week he proposed. So I was able to go into engagement debt-free. But, but what's interesting about that, let's say you hadn't. Right. And you were going to bring debt in. Right. And he had positive savings. Right. Or it could be the other way around. Right. Lady, man, switch, switch that out. But what's interesting is the one with savings doesn't worry about it. Yeah. But the one with the debt is all jammed up about right, it. Right, because you're embarrassed. It's, it's like he said, shamed. Right, right. And uh, because shame, there's three negative emotions that drive people's money crazy. Shame and guilt. And, and so grace mm-hmm. for yourself and for the other people in your life around that is a big deal. And uh, and that's not being codependent. Mm-hmm. It's not saying I'm going to continue to endorse your stupidity. But because you had stupid somewhere in your past... You give people shame, you know, you give yourself grace and you give your give others grace in that. And then the other one, cynicism, which is where people have been messed over by money people. And they're, you know, they immediately think anybody talking about money is a shyster. You know, mm-hmm. so Dave Ramsey's a snake oil salesman, all that BS, yeah. right? So, uh, but the, 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 the point is, is that there's a, you know, he, he's really on to something there, Casey is, w- with recognizing that in her. Mm-hmm. And that gives you an opportunity because all relationships are growing or they're dying. And, and so there's no there's no just in the middle, and, and so it's 
what I'm encouraging you here is to push on this in a, you know, it, it's like uh, in a healing way. Yeah. That, that causes, take some steps that cause healing, and that'll move you towards marriage, or it'll move you away from this relationship, one of the two. Right. And one of the two needs to happen. Yeah. Because it's just hanging out thing. It's, there, it's not got positive implications for your future. Yeah, and that's the reason the budgeting conversation hasn't gone well anyway. So when he's tried to bring it up, it's been this kind of digging heels in because there's this this information, this hold up, this kind of barrier between them. So I agree. I think if they, they fix that, then it's going to open up a lot more clarity about the future. And the thing is, Casey, what reason we're talking about this so at length is that um, you know your situation is like everybody. Very common. That's right. Yeah, it's everybody. And so we got 17 million people listening to this discussion right now, and this applies to 15 million of them. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like somewhere in there, people are having this discussion. It's the number one cause of divorce and disagreement is money and money fights. Because when you cannot agree on your dreams and your fears, you can't agree on hardly anything. And it's all reflected in your money. Mm. Thanks for tuning in to the Ramsey Call of the Day. Check out all of our podcasts. Just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.